Coming up on this episode of the Marketing Lifestyle Show, we're bringing a previous conversation full circle. That's right. Way back in July 2014, we chatted with Wes Chapman about a human project. And now we have today a successful entrepreneur, Cole Hatter, talking about why the project is close to his heart and also what you can learn about doing great business with great people. All that and so much more. Marketing isn't a department. It's a lifestyle. And it's time to start acting like it. You're listening to the Marketing Lifestyle Show. Real world advice from extraordinary professionals who who want you to build killer brand awareness as naturally as, well, well, being human. Ready to kill it? Here's your host, founder and face of SavvySexySocial.com, Amy Schmidauer. What's up, social? Welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Lifestyle Show from the Savvy Sexy Social World Headquarters in Columbus, Ohio. I bring this show to you. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful Friday, and I have an awesome chat with an awesome guest that I'm about to share with you. But before I do that, before I dive right into that amazing content, I want to show some love to today's bandwidth sponsor, and that is our friends at Bluehost. You guys know that SavvySexySocial.com is always working and beautiful thanks to a very reliable web host like Bluehost. Bluehost is our bestie when it comes to making sure that that thing is loading quickly. They are the best web hosting starting at only $3.95 a month. If you go through SavvySexySocial.com slash Bluehost, you could get a free domain, free site builders, unlimited bandwidth, which means your website's working all the time, instant setup, 24-7 support. Hello, this is exactly what you need for your website that is supposed to convert real business for you from all this social media loveliness that you're doing, you've got to work with Bluehost. They are the best. Money back guarantee, Google Apps integration, the whole nine. They are powering over 2 million websites worldwide. So go to SavvySexySocial.com slash Bluehost. You'll be supporting your website. You'll be supporting the show. And I thank you for that. I'm excited to kind of bring a little bit of a conversation full circle today with our guest. For those of you who have been listening for some time now, back in July of last year, so really fresh into the show, episode 12, we had an amazing for purpose instead of, you notice what I did there, for purpose instead of for profit, for purpose entrepreneur, Wes Chapman, talking about a human project, his passion project that he started and has come a very long way even since that conversation. Today we have a friend of his, Cole Hatter, chatting with us who is an amazing investor, entrepreneur, and advisor that's got a lot of good stuff to share about a human project and what's happened with the project this far and what's to come and why it should matter to you. But even more importantly, what Cole can share about the marketing lifestyle and making sure that you are living the best one and therefore having a very successful business. Somebody who invests and somebody who is an entrepreneur obviously can share that expertise with you. And he's got some really great little value bombs to share. So I'm going to dive straight into this 
great chat that I had with Cole. This was my first conversation with him and I'm excited to have him back and even more excited for an event that he's going to be talking about because I'm like, oh my God, I totally need to go. And I hope you guys are thinking about it as well once we uh, hear a little bit more about it. So without further ado, let's just get into my little chat with Cole Hatter. Today's guest was introduced to me by a very good friend of mine and episode 12, Mr. Wesley Chapman from Human Project. Today, he introduced to me Mr. Cole Hatter. Cole is an author, investor, award-winning speaker, and entrepreneur. He's passionate about truly living life, creating massive financial success for himself and others. And most importantly, giving back, which we're going to hear a little bit about today. Cole has taught tens of thousands of people to be more than just alive, but to become the best versions of themselves, create massive profits, and then impact others by living a life of significance. Thanks for being on the Marketing Lifestyle Show, Cole. Amy, stoked to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so you're in the OC. It seems like everybody's in Southern California. I must have missed the memo. Yeah, for for some reason, everyone's either in L.A. or San Diego. A few of us are in Orange County, but I guess, yeah, it's, um, I'm in the right geographic spot for sure. If I had to pick one, though, I would definitely go with Orange County. I have family in San Juan Capistrano. My favorite place in the whole world is Dana Point Beach. It's so beautiful, and it's definitely a lovely place to be. I do love my roots here in Columbus, Ohio. So you were telling me before, and I, I told you to hold off because I really wanted to hear this on the show, that you have some roots in Columbus as well. Can you talk about that? Sure. So very first stab at uh, entrepreneurship was actually real estate investing. And believe it or not, where I really made my mark and started being successful in that specific industry was in Columbus, Ohio. Wow. It was uh, it was it was a rough beginning, that's for sure. And an individual approached my business partner and I, my business partner is my father in that business and uh, said, hey, there's this really amazing opportunity to buy a big commercial building in Columbus, Ohio. It was a 196 unit apartment building for like six or eight million bucks. And and we said, hey, that sounds great. And we gave him a ton of money. I won't drag you through all the details, but, no, but he where ended up, where was it? What what like it was in okay, so it's called um oh now I gotta remember. This was all the way back like 2007. <laughs> um something gardens. Um it was mm. so it's southwestern. It's off of uh I gotta think of this Hall Road, wherever that is, in Georgesville and Hall Road. I don't oh, know okay. If, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, cool. Westerview Gardens. It's called Westerview Gardens, is the name of the oh. complex. Now if I had I had to go way back there. You're you're yeah, you work this I'm early in the working, morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh Westerview Gardens, it's a hundred and ninety six unit apartment building. Bottom line is we ended up buying it. I won't drag you through all the painful details, but uh he did some things that were not good ethically or legally, he went to prison for a few years and we lost all our money. So wow. one of the reasons that project name wasn't on the top of my mind is because I've <laughs> tried to forget it. But uh, having lost a ton of money, uh, we decided, you know what, we're not going to you know, let Columbus punk us like that. So we decided to focus on what we knew. And instead of buying big commercial buildings, buying some of the houses in the residential areas. And that I'm happy to share. We did it all over Dublin, um, as far southeast as like Canal Winchester, out on the east side in Reynoldsburg, 
uh, Hilliard. I mean, just kind of all the suburbs. Um, and for anyone who doesn't live in Columbus, this means nothing. But I know these are areas that you're probably obviously very yeah. familiar with. Uh, your alma mater right there at Columbus uh, at, at the at the college there. Um, you know, the Buckeyes are, are great tenants. Shout out to the Buckeyes. <laughs> oh, so yeah, they are. But buying rental properties around the university there, just all the basic suburbs. Um, those are good uh, buys know. back then, too. All those properties are, are definitely going up in value just because the Buckeyes and Ohio State is where everybody wants to be now. Yeah, totally. Right. And so so we Re, you know, we got our money back that we lost and then have, have continued to do very well. And so although I focus primarily my, my real estate business now in Southern California where I live, mm-hmm. uh, we still have projects out there. We still own a ton of rental properties and we still, what we do is we buy, re- rehab them and then either rent them out and hang on to them or sell them for a quick profit. We have two projects that we own right now that are rehabbed to then be relisted for sale. So I'm still actively involved out there, but uh, I mean, exclusively for about a six year stretch of my business, I was only investing in real estate and only in the uh, city of Columbus, Ohio. So I was literally out there every two to three weeks for like probably a three-year block of that, that frequently I was out there and then uh, still go out probably once or twice a year. Wow. That's cool. That's fun. I Maybe we have stumbled upon each other at some point. I've been in Columbus, obviously, all my life. I'm sure you met up with like Lewis Howes and Sean Malarkey at some point while you were here as well. Oh, yeah. Lewis is a friend of mine. We were just on the phone yesterday. And yeah, uh, yeah, I know that he's an Ohio boy as well. And so I figured his name would come up in this conversation at some point. Oh, yeah. Well, he also uh, just spoke at an event with myself as well in the Philippines at Tropical Think Tank. So we literally just got off the plane from hanging out for a while. So it's nice to, again, like talk to people in this industry who are also, you know, have have roots and and their heart in Columbus in some way, because I certainly have a big place in my heart for Columbus. That's why I'm here. And that's why everybody's like, wow. Why are you still there? Everybody's moving to California. <laughs> you know, what's special about Columbus is that you guys just have so much like love for for not just the Buckeyes, but for for where you are and who you are. Right. You like have pride of of citiship or citizenship there. And it's it's kind of cool. It's definitely, you know, I, I am obviously close to USC, which is, uh, you know, not oh, necessarily yeah. your, your big nemesis. I think that's more Michigan. But uh, you guys aren't huge fans. And we so, definitely aren't fans of USC. No. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, personally, I'm not a huge sports dude. I, I don't necessarily care who wins at all. Mm-hmm. But when I would go out there, hey, where are you from? I'm from California. Immediately I was villainized as, oh, <laughs> USC. It's like, no, I didn't go to USC. I just live an hour from it. <laughs> it's just I'm, right I'm, there. <laughs> guilty by association. I was just going to say, guilty by association. Anyone, especially in Columbus, but in Ohio, is just going to pick out a team when they meet you. You know, if you were in Northern California, we'd probably be talking about Berkeley. And it's like, really, really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you guys are passionate, that's for sure. We definitely are. Well, as much as I would love to talk about Columbus the entire time, I think that you have a ton of experience, obviously, maybe starting with those um those beginnings in real estate investing and what you were learning from your failures and how you pivoted. So, I mean, take me from there to where you are today. Where does this journey look like and what did maybe real estate teach you about where you wanted to go with your career? Totally cool. So I got started at the right time prior to losing a ton of money and then making it back in Columbus. Uh, we obviously being here in Southern California, uh, rode the bubble all the way to the top. We were killing it. I was high five in my dad, 23 years old, making a gazillion dollars. And 
the pop happened. And, you know, I'm glad it did because uh, I had a false sense of entrepreneurship. I literally, I remember t- talking to my dad as we were making this money and saying, I don't know why anybody ever has a job. This is so easy. <laughs> you don't even need to know what you're doing. You buy a house, you count to 10, you sell it for a massive profit, right? And so wow. then all of a sudden, 2007 turned into 2008. And anybody who's in America knows that was our recession. And anybody doing real estate at that time probably knows that if your if your income wasn't cut dramatically, you had to leave the industry altogether. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that taught me how to have thick skin and to start broadening my horizons. Uh, real estate was my sole stream of income at that point. And what that did was, you know, gave me the idea or at least the necessity of having to figure out other ways to make money. I'm still in real estate. I still do it today. But through having to do what I had to do to, to make ends meet in that slow time, I've started other businesses unrelated to real estate and other forms of investing. And it's just really evolved as being a, being a survivor. Uh, I was a, a new entrepreneur still. Uh, even when the recession hit, I'd only been doing it for about four years. And I went through the school of hard knocks pretty quick. I'd say the biggest shift was realizing that, you know, there's things that I knew, there's things that I knew I didn't know and had to learn, but then mm-hmm. there was this whole world of things out there I never even knew I didn't know existed. <laughs> and so invested in some personal coaching, some real estate coaching, and just started investing in people who were experts in their niches, people like yourself who could show me how to get a good brand, a good image, and do good marketing. And instead of trying to figure it all out on my own, realizing, hey, if, if you're already succeeding at it and you're willing to show me how you're doing it, well, then that makes way more sense to just invest time and energy into you than instead of investing time and energy into trying to recreate or reinvent the wheel. I did that, and that's where things really took off for me. That was about 2010, and uh, since then, every year has been more profitable for me. 2011 was a record-breaking year, 2012, 13, 14, and then uh, this year, obviously, on track to have another record-breaking year as well. And it's it's not that I'm getting luckier or getting necessarily you know a, a higher IQ. I'm just getting smarter at how I'm doing business because I'm modeling my business after people who are where I want to be. And so, you know, today the ways that I make money is still and will always be real estate. I do some venture capital. I do some angel investing. Uh, I am speaking professionally now as well, which is kind of cool. My story, my experience. People are willing to actually pay me money to talk. Can you believe that? It's kinda, oh yeah, that's crazy. It, I, I know that song and dance. I'm still trying to pinch myself sometimes. It's. Fu- <laughs> yeah, I'm really cool. glad that you brought up this whole um, idea about you know what the mindset shift was for you in terms of hiring a coach or just sort of having putting yourself in those mastermind situations, right, where you're not trying to become the most educated person on certain things that are better off being uh, not not necessarily the responsibility, but just the expertise of someone else and just bringing the smart people around you, it, whatever that might mean. So did you have a one-on-one coach? Did you uh, have mastermind groups? Did you do group coaching? Like, What were some of your first decisions uh, going that route to just educate yourself by being around smart people? All of the above. I love what you say about being around smart people. I've, I've heard it quoted by a bunch of different people, but mm-hmm. they say that, you know, they want to be the dumbest person in the room. And right. these are like Richard Branson. I've has I've read a quote of him saying that. Like brilliant, fabulously successful people saying, No, 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 I always want to be the dumbest person in the room. And so uh, to answer your question, I did all of the above. Yeah. I got a personal life coach. I invest, you know, specific to my industry with real estate investing. I invested in a coaching program there as well. Uh, I entered into mastermind groups. Just uh, really the biggest thing for me was accountability. I'm naturally pretty creative and pretty lazy. 
right? <laughs> uh, maybe lazy is a little brutal, but I'm really good at thinking of an idea that will work. And then I suck at actually doing something about it. Mm. So probably the biggest shift for me was getting someone to be literally kicking me in the butt, keeping me pushing forward, and then helping refine my loose, wild creativity into things that could actually be harnessed into productivity and then profitability, right? And right. so uh, the way that I made this big shift was one, acknowledging that I didn't know everything and setting the ego aside. And then two, uh, just being coachable and being hungry to learn through any way I could. Um, and then, you know, kind of curating because there's a lot of people making a lot of noise. And I know you know this about mm-hmm. their strategies or their coaching's the best, but actually being very careful on on who I listened to. Uh, you know, there's there's the big piece of advice. Never take financial advice from people who are more broke than you are. Right. Mm-hmm. And with the world of how easy social media and even podcasting everything is, I've noticed that there's a lot of people who uh, talk kind of, I don't want to say a big game, but are, are very articulate and very compelling, yet at the end of the day haven't done anything in business that can benefit me. I have more business experience than they do, yet they want to charge me to re, you know, re-say things that they've read in books that they didn't actually even write. And so mm-hmm. it's a matter of finding people who actually own their space, who are actually practicing it daily and aren't on the weekend as a hobby, a quote-unquote coach, but somebody who is succeeding individually and then because they choose to, because they can, helping others succeed as well. And uh, just being very careful of who I invested time and money into. And it's, you know, it's, it's been a huge help for me. I love that you pointed that out because I think far too often, especially in this time of entrepreneurship running so rampant, I don't want to call it a fad because I don't think it is. I think it's just a a decision that you make in terms of creating a business and and doing what you can to make it the best for the intended customer, not just for your own lifestyle. It has to work for more than one audience than yourself. But a lot of people putting themselves out there might be teaching one thing and then people may be assuming, you know, the whole package is there. And sometimes they're not. You know, there are some really amazing marketing professionals out there that are still not making any money because they don't know how to ask for the sale. Right? right. And then there's also people that are just like blatantly in the wrong by trying to give business advice and are also not making money in all actuality. So it's so important. I, I'm glad that you talked about that, that you do educate yourself as much as you can in terms of who you do want to surround yourself with. Why is this person getting results in a way that you want for yourself so that you know that you're focusing on them in the right fashion and you're not, you don't have these other expectations or assumptions floating around. Yeah, totally. And, you know, to not be disrespectful, these people could be amazing individuals. Sure. And- Maybe they've been married for 65 years and can give me fabulous relationship mm-hmm. advice because they're obviously doing something that writes or but something that works or something right. But if they're going to be teaching me how to make money, not that somebody's net worth does not define their human worth. I know amazing people that are not well off financially. Likewise, I know gazillionaires who are total jerks, right? And mm-hmm. so at the end of the day, understanding that everyone has immense human value. If I am going to invest time to learn a skill to produce more income, then it needs to be from someone who's actually producing the income I want. And and then and then there's something to be said about that even too, Amy. Like just because you're fabulous at what you do doesn't mean that you're a good coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard this used a lot with Michael Jordan and, and basketball. Could arguably be the best player in the sport, yet I don't know anything about you know him as a coach, but sure. they say that he never went into coaching or you know a lot of players leave to then get into some type of coaching aspect or recruiting within the teams there that they played for and built a career in. He kind of left because 
word on the street is that he was obviously a fabulous player, but not necessarily a great coach. So it takes two things. Number one, that they're actually succeeding. And then number two, they're good at teaching it in ways that are actionable and applicable in our lives. And so, you know, I encourage people that listen to this. You don't don't judge people like, oh, you're not making money, so you're not worth my time. Well, no. But if they're not succeeding, they might not be worth you making a financial investment and time investment for the reasons of getting further ahead in business. And I made that mistake, man. I gave a lot of money away. So I've invested over 200,000 into things like we're talking about, whether it be personal coaching or whether it be, you know, going to a one day workshop that's Mm $1,000 all the way to you investing $10,000 a month into a coach, whatever it is, I've done it all. And I'm up over 200 grand total now. And sadly, many of those tens of thousands were a complete I don't want to say waste, but we're not what I was investing in. So I'm speaking about this from a position of having been there. And then a lot of that money was the best money I've ever invested. And so it's just a matter of, you know, making those steps first. Totally. Totally. I love that. So talk to me about, um, what, what's happening in your speaking career. When did this all just go into this whole, Oh, I think I'm going to go get on stage and tell people how to do this kind of stuff. How did that happen? Yeah, so it was kind of an accident. I was first given a microphone because I was at an event involved uh, with kind of an education company, and then the speaker was a no-show. Oh, and so, wow. Yeah, and so I was doing – it was for real estate education. It was something small. It was what we call RIA groups in this industry. It stands for Real Estate Investor Associations, and so they're everywhere. And, uh, you know, groups of 100 to 150 people. Well, the, the speaker was a no-show, and because I was doing well in real estate, they're like, dude, Cole, why don't you just jump up there and, and talk about it? And I was like, uh, okay, let's do it. And yeah, so I jumped up there and enjoyed it. I was able to fumble through my words and talk in circles and have total ADHD on stage, but somehow through all the mess of what I was saying, people actually learned and something snapped or I don't, maybe snaps, not the right word, but something turned on inside of me where, where I saw the connection in the audience and I actually saw people learning. And then I got the feedback afterwards where they said, wow, that was great. I'm going to take what you said and use it. Something turned on inside of me that had never been alive before. Awaken the giant within as Tony Robbins would say. And I went nuts and uh, started speaking every time anyone would give me a microphone in in any way, whether it be business or volunteering for nonprofits like uh, our mutual friend Wes or anywhere where I can use my voice to make an impact for good, I'm all about it. And, you know, fast forward, it's landed me uh, some one-off speaker gigs, some companies where I'm actually contracted to speak where, you know, I'll do 30 events for them a year. And, you know, whether it's a free gig, like I'm speaking for Wes about his nonprofit or a paid gig, uh, it's one of my primary focuses right now because I'm just loving it. I know that it can't be done forever, that uh, the traveling related to it is already starting to wear on me and having a a beautiful two and a half year old baby girl and a lovely wife. I don't, that, that makes it more tough. Yeah, so I know that it's a season that I'll speak forever, but as aggressively as I'm speaking now, it, it has an expiration date, and sure. so I'm I'm just going after it while while I can, and, and I'm just loving it. And you know, there's there's something magical, and I know you know this, especially having just spoke at Tropical Think Tank. Uh, there's something magical that happens where you're you're speaking on stage and you see the room move. You know, yeah. they, they're sitting there, maybe even a little skeptical, like who's this girl? Oh, what is Amy totally. Teach me? Oh, I can yeah, speak like, is, to that. <laughs> Yeah, right. Savvy, sexy, social. Like, what is that? And then all of a sudden you win them over and then they're eating out of the palm of your hands. And then they're just like, dude, you just taught me things that that ultimately are going to change my life because I've learned how to automate or I've learned how to leverage social media. And that's going to create more profits. And that's going to, you know, all these things. That's what it's all about for me. And so, um, you know, it, it happened accidentally. But then as I continued down this path, uh, you know, people reached out to me and said, hey, Cole, can I pay you to talk? Or, hey, Cole, can we contract you to speak for us this many times a year? And 
you know, I've said yes to many of those opportunities and it's been really cool for me. And, you know, I've, I've made some money along the way, won some awards. And so it's just something I'm passionate about and it's something I'll continue to focus on while I can. Yeah, that's really cool. I think it sounds so overwhelming, especially when you're like in speech class in high school and you're like, man, why would I ever do this? But there's something so special when you do know your content and there and you just get that bug when you're up there. You're like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to tell you something that's going to change your world. And I'm going to see the wheels turning in your head. Getting up on stage is a completely different feeling once you kind of know what that's like. And you can totally hone the craft differently than you ever thought that you were going to have to. So uh, that's really cool that you You've been seeing success in that. And you did bring up that you are speaking uh, at some events for Wes and the Human Project. So I know that I think there's an event coming up in October. Is that one of those? Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So uh, right now, as I'm kind of in an advisory position for Wes, uh, for those who may not have that mutual connection, Wes Chapman is the founder of a nonprofit called The Human Project. It works with abused youth who are uh, actively having hurtful thoughts or hurting themselves or even um, potential attempted suicides. And I know that he just uh, released this stat last week that as of this year alone, 2015, uh, we're recording this in the end of May, they've already had 174 suicidal teens who were suicidal say that they no longer want to take their life. So they're making really big impact in, in that community of, of children that have been abused or neglected or whatever it was that have made them say that hurting themselves is their only option. And so being an advisor to that, you know, obviously being in the nonprofit space, they run off of people's donations or people who believe in their movement. And so what we're throwing together is an event called Thrive. It's in Las Vegas this coming fall. And we're going to bring in some of the best business minds, speaker, authors in the world to talk about three things. Number one, how to make money. Number two, how to protect their money, which I don't think enough people spend enough time talking about. Things like asset protection, entity structuring, how to avoid lawsuits. Because there's a lot of people you know, beating the drum of, hey, let me show you how to get rich. Okay, cool. You've got money now. Guess what? You're a huge target. Someone wants to slip on your stairs and sue you or worse. And so how do you protect yourself? And then you know, s- structure your taxes in a way that you're saving as much as you legally can. Mm-hmm. And then the third and most powerful component of what we're going to teach this weekend is how to make your money matter. What I'm a personal believer in is that money does matter, but so many people have fallen into this lie or this belief that once you're rich, you've arrived, you're going to be happy, and that's what life is all about. But if you've ever watched any news, you'll see that many rich and famous people still have many of the struggles that people without money have. So what money is is, is not happiness. Money is a vehicle or it's an ability that gives you options to go out there and do meaningful things, and that's where happiness comes from. That there's no amount of dollars that make you happy. However, the more dollars you have gives you the more options to go and create happiness. And so we want to show people how to make money, but then be very clear that this is the starting point. Now you have the gasoline or the match to then throw your gasoline on, go out there and make your money matter, make a difference. And so what's really cool and unique about our, our event coming up, Thrive, is that 100% of ticket profits are going to go back to Wes and a human project. So not only is this going to create massive value for the attendees and be a life-changing event for anyone who comes, at the end of the day, Wes and a human project are going to get a check, uh, hopefully hopefully a big one, uh, yeah. so the event works the way that we think it will, where now they've got the funding they need for, who knows, years in the future to continue to help these youth who need it. That's so cool. Thrive, happening in Vegas, one of my favorite cities to hang out in, especially for events, in October. Um, I would love to encourage people to attend. Is there anywhere we can go specifically to find out information about this? 
Yeah, so the website is don'tmissthrive.com. Thrive is just T-H-R-I-V-E, don'tmissthrive.com. And, uh, you know, we're going to open ticket sales in June, on June 15th. Part of it is by invitation only, and a lot of those invitations have already been sent and accepted, but we decided to, instead of making it a 100% exclusive event, we think that a lot of people can benefit from it. So we've opened another tier of tickets, which is more of a general admission where people can come and participate, um, you know, be able to learn. I mean, we've just, you know, we've got Gary Vaynerchuk, Tucker Max, Lewis House, who we already talked about, James Altucher, uh, Adam Braun. Uh, Jordan Harbinger, you know, who hosts uh, The Art of Charm, just a bunch of big names in this space. And then entrepreneurs you might not know, like Bill Dorfman, who maybe isn't huge on social media and like like a Lewis Houses, but he started Zoom Whitening and sold it for $500 million. Mm. He's going to be there. Or David Bradford, who is running a $3.4 billion company. He's going to be there as well. So the big names like the Gary Vaynerchuks, as well as names you might not know who are making hundreds of millions of dollars, are just going to come together for three days and, and really teach people how to do it. And so, um, you know, tickets will open uh, in a couple, couple of weeks from, I guess, when this airs. It'll probably be open now. And people can learn more about it at, at don'tmissthrive.com. And like I was telling you, Amy, since we love taking care of, of you and your listeners, um, there will be a place in the checkout. I don't know what it'll be called, promo code or something. And uh, if anyone enters Savvy Sexy Social, We'll have some type of gift we give away. It'll be better earlier than later. Uh, obviously, right when ticket sales open, we will have the most available. But in the coming weeks or even months, as those become more scarce, 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 scarce as well. Scarce is definitely <laughs> yeah. sounds better. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> scarier, doesn't it? Scarce. Like, so it's going to be scarce. You when they're scarce and scarce, you know, we'll, we'll always give something away. So for so people that don't even hear this episode until maybe August or even September, mm-hmm. assuming that it hasn't completely sold out by that point, obviously Savvy Sexy Social will still give you some type of a gift. Um, but obviously the sooner the better as far as what types of gifts, whether it be a discount or something like that we're giving away. Awesome. Thanks, Cole. Don't miss thrive.com. Don't forget to pop Savvy Sexy Social in the promo code. Find out uh, if there's a little extra something special, which there will be if you decide to attend. I know I'm looking at my calendar because, you know, I always look for an excuse to go to Vegas, especially for an amazing cause like this. All of the all of the tickets funding is going to a human project, which is mind boggling that you're getting these A-list speakers and that's happening. So that's amazing Cole thank you so much for being here if you guys want to find out more info about Cole he has so much stuff in terms of his business savvy and speaking and investing and all this stuff uh, that he can share with you go visit his website uh, colehatter.com and then also on Twitter tweet him at colehatter hashtag TMLS and uh, just let him know that you listened and that you appreciate him Cole before I let you go I would love if you would share a final thought with us and that is what it means to you to live a successful marketing lifestyle so uh, man I gotta try to be quick on this then <laughs> what I think back to what I was just touching on you know a, a marketing lifestyle I love that you say that that marketing is it's somewhere in one of your I was doing a lot of research on you in mm-hmm. summer you said marketing is not a department it's a lifestyle and it really is and it's we're in a really interesting place right now Amy in the world where you and your personal brand is almost more important than your company yeah and I read I read a quote somewhere um, and I think it was by Jay-Z where it says I'm not a businessman in one word it says I'm a business 
man. It's one of the she... best rap lyrics of all time. Yeah, right. I'm not a businessman. <laughs> I'm a business man. man. And that's so true. We see that everywhere right now where you and your personal brand and how you are marketing yourself impacts the opportunities. So like, look at some of these old stuffy corporations, like let's just say GM, General Motors, who owns it? Well, some conglomerate of corporations, who runs it? Well, no one really knows. It's actually the CEO is Mary Barra. Shout out to the ladies. But no one really knows that. But then let's talk about Tesla. Who owns that? Well, that's Elon Musk, and everyone knows all about him. And then you look at some of these you know, online companies like Yahoo. Who owns Yahoo? Well, no one really knows. But who owns Facebook? And so Mark Zuckerberg, right? And so what's interesting is the face behind the corporation is becoming more important now than it ever has ever in the history of business before. I think we're kind of sick of these big stuffy corporate glass buildings where it's a bunch of faceless names running it. And we're per personally connecting to guys like Elon Musk. So now we want to go buy his car called a Tesla because we like him and what he did with PayPal and his journey as an entrepreneur. So what you talk about is so important, Amy, that it's not anymore. Marketing is not a department. It really is a lifestyle. And how well you market yourself is more and more and very soon will like directly impact or 100% impact how well your businesses do. That product is almost becoming secondary, although it will always be important. But it's like, oh, here's a new company. Well, who started it? That was never a question before. Mm -hmm. So so that's one thing that I want to make sure people understand is never has this conversation been as bef as important before as it is right now for, for living a marketing lifestyle, knowing that you are your business, regardless if you're a part of one or 30 companies. Those are like, you know, the fruits of you being the tree and you first matter in how you're marketing. So what does it what does it mean to me to live a marketing lifestyle? It means having a rich brand personally. And, you know, the difference between branding and marketing is simple. Marketing is what you tell people. Branding is how you make people feel. And so I can make a bunch of noise and say, oh, I'm the best this and I'm the best that. But at the end of the day, what distinguishes me as an individual from anybody else who's doing the exact same thing I'm doing is how rich my brand is and how well I make people feel about wanting to do business with me. That's how I treat people, number one, and number two, how quality my products are. And so what living a marketing lifestyle means to me is understanding the value of your brand and working 24-7 on protecting that integrity so that in a noisy world of a bunch of people that all say they can do what you do better than you can, people continue to choose you because your entire life culminates of, of what we're talking about here, of having this rich brand, of living this marketing lifestyle, of being an Elon Musk and not these corporate faceless execs of a company like GM, so that people are attracted to you, bring opportunities to you, and want to do business with you. So that was as quick of an answer as I could give to that type of question. And it was brilliant. Thank you so much for being here, Cole. My pleasure great advice from a great entrepreneur. Thank you to Cole Hatter for his contribution to the show. All the details for how you can get in touch with Cole and learn more about a human project and the event they have coming up all in the show notes. So just tap on your artwork there and you'll be linked right to it. I'll be back again, of course, on Monday with your usual Monday muse. And I look forward to being in your little earbuds then. <laughs>